0: Hello, and thank you for downloading episode 36 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. If you're listening to this as it comes out, midnight Eastern time, 9 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, then right now you're listening to me talk while I'm also on stage with Welcome to Nightvale in San Diego, California. How crazy is that, right? Really crazy. Technology. Anyway, if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and rate and review us on iTunes, We'd really appreciate it. Every once in a while, we see some new reviews come in, and you guys have said some really nice things. And it does help new people find the show, and we really appreciate that. So now that I've asked you to do something for me, I'm going to do something for you. And that's get out of your way and present to you episode 36 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And
1: I'm Mark Gagliardi.
0: Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all, Best James Bond.
1: That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcasts
2: should have a
3: theme song, podcasts should not have a theme song, yes they should, no they shouldn't, they sound good, yeah
1: but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're
2: right,
1: we got this. What's up, everybody? Hello. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Hal and I are in the same room. I know. We did it again. We did it in New York and a couple of weeks ago, and now we're back together in L.A. And you know what that means? When you and I are in the same room, we have to have some sort of buffer between us. Yes. Normally, Hal and I record this show via Skype uh, from New York and L.A., but when we're in the same room, we always like to get a special guest, and oh, oh, the guest we have for you today. It's very special. So, a lot of you may be aware that this week,
0: opening in theaters nationwide, is the 24th Bond film, Spectre. So who better to help us decide who the ultimate James Bond is than our
3: friend? Daniel
0: Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> you may know that voice. It's Daniel Craig. It's, uh, this is a gentleman who is if if Paul Tompkins is the king of podcasts, then surely you are prince or duke.
1: You are the crown <laughs> prince. Of One
0: podcast. quarter of super ego. Mm-hmm. The host of I Was There Too. The co-host of James Bonding. Um, forgotten classics on Howl FM. Wow. Pistol um, Shrimps Radio. Pistol <laughs> Shrimps Radio. And also selling you Volkswagen. Oh, Whether you like dear. it or not, he's going to show up at your house with a Volkswagen. And I
3: bet you don't at this
0: point.
1: <laughs> it's Matt Gorley, everybody.
3: Hi. hey,
0: hey Matt
1: Gorley? I'm so thrilled to be here. <laughs>
3: Thanks for coming. I'm in my
1: own home. Yeah, yeah, we are in your house. You have a lovely home that you're leaving in two weeks. That's right. Yeah. This so is can our- we just
3: take things? You can. You can take five uh, things, both of you.
0: Oh, this is like Ooh. Wheel of Fortune, where you the old version, where you'd have like $500. Yes, but you have, but to, you
3: have to stand the there, else. and your face will be isolated, and you have to name what you're taking. <laughs> this will probably be the last podcast ever recorded in this place. Wow. wow. Yeah. Now, this is, you recorded a ton of superego. A ton there. of superego, yeah. Superego has been split between three, m- four places, three of mine and one of Jeff Crocker's but mm-hmm. but to, yeah the last the whole last push was here wow. these
1: hallowed walls these walls, walls could talk
3: if these walls could podcast yes,
1: Much these like- walls would talk very slowly and deliberately <laughs> and then be cut together later into a very
0: quick sketch <laughs> 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 I like that all the walls have been signed by all the people who've been right. here it's, pretty yeah, nice. it's like right. the tables yeah. at Earwolf
3: yeah. and I do apologize for the noise we can shut some of these doors do you want heat or quiet
1: Heat. No, wait. wait. Which is the worst? Heat is worse. That's what I meant. Yeah. This is the old... This is that old fable tale. Yeah. Do you want heat or quiet? Choose wisely. Choose wisely. What moves on three legs in the evening? (laughs) Um, But now, we are here to talk with you today, specifically about James Bond films. We gave your podcast bona fides. Tell the people your James Bond bona fides. Well, the only...
3: It's sort of reverse engineered, my James Bond bona fides, I guess, because uh, I've always been a fan. My dad started me in on it. It was a tradition for us to watch it. I really enjoyed it. And then I think, ah, oh, God, sometime in the early 2000s, I went through a horrible breakup and I went, I'm going to just, ch- I'm going to change some things about my life. I'm going to read every Shakespeare play. Well, I got two in and went, I'm going to watch every James Bond movie
1: instead. <laughs> They are more fun than our guns.
3: Yeah. And so I read all the Fleming books and I got really into it in a fun way. It helped me because it was something that I enjoyed pre-knowing anyone involved with the hard time that I was going through. I I find like I'll do that on hard times. I'll go back to Star Wars or James Bond because they exist pre-adult problems, you know. And they were like – they're very comforting in a way. And so I started getting into that. And then I was writing, I think I was writing just Tumblr blog reviews of the, of my ranking of them for no good reason. And then Matt Myra and I, I ended up on, um, Attack of the Show uh, when Skyfall came out to review that with Matt Myra, who's a Bond and gadget expert. And we hit it off and we started our podcast, James Bonding. And now somehow we've fooled the world into coming to us for authority on Bond. So Spectre's coming out and, I, I don't know about Matt, but I've already done, like, consulted on the interviews for Esquire, The Telegraph, The Guardian, USA Today, and all these things. And I don't think they know that I'm really not any kind of Bond expert other than just a big fan. And so here so I am. So we
1: are, we are like, I thought we were unique in coming to you to talk about Bond movies. No,
3: you're just getting me admitting the sham of it all.
1: Oh, good. Well, I like to think that we're the Esquire stringer of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so this is perfect. So we're, we're what Slate is to NPR and The New Yorker. Yeah, yeah.
3: but there's a coolness to that, I think. So, um, <laughs> and then I get to see Spectre on Thursday. Oh, you get, you get to know, go, go early, early. Yeah. and
1: see it. Yeah. Oh, man.
3: All because this. of this bullshit podcast. <laughs> Not uh, this one, but yeah. this isn't a <laughs> Mark the time
1: code for the swear.
3: Fine. Um, I'm sorry. All because of this dumb old podcast I do. (laughs) Um,
1: Let me ask you this. You mentioned reading the books. Yeah. Did you go... When you had this terrible breakup and wanted to get back into the Bond world, did you go straight to the books or did you go to the movies first? This is
3: this was the joy of this period is that I literally took a month off of all work I just said I don't care what kind of financial state I'm in I just n- needed to have a break and so I would wake up when I felt like it in the morning and I lived by the beach and I would walk to this Irish pub and I would get a corned beef sandwich and a Guinness and a deep fried Snickers bar with ice cream every day (laughs) and I would (laughs) I would read my James Bond novel do a crossword go home and then watch a movie watch a James Bond movie wow every day for about 30 days I mean give or take you know there were 20 and you're you're talking about this
1: as if this was a this was a a point in your life that moved you forward we're in most people's lives. I, taking a month would be of the a daily corned beef sandwich, yeah. and a deep fried Snickers <laughs> would really be moving backwards. Well, it
3: taught me that oh, I can't continue this. My, <laughs> cho- my cholesterol was through the roof. I was like going to the gym. That was the one thing I was doing for myself. Was I was exercising? We to you had to. You're eating a deep fried Snickers. For I was. Gym. Yes, dying. I was dying. And I look back at it as one of the most like fond memories of my life. As bittersweet as it was at the time, I was very sad, but. I I look back at it so fondly now, and I highly recommend that exact plan. You have to do those exact things. You <laughs> go have through total to, breakup. Yes. That's Could I step do it for this? Looney
1: Tunes instead of Bond yeah, movies? Yeah, no,
3: you should do it the way you want to do it, really. But I do recommend a month off. Don't Australians kind of do that every year or something? Yeah,
0: they call it The Awakening. They all break <laughs> up with each other.
3: They go on a walkabout. Isn't that when all
0: crimes are <laughs> oh, legal <laughs> for a month? Oh, that's the yeah. purge. We've got a few right. things here, I think. Um, well, so, so you're like, I feel like you're more of a Bond expert than any film professor because you've like it's you have a personal connection you've been through all of it so like there's nobody better to pick so we're you, you covered so many of the films in james bonding so rather than do best bond film i suggest everybody go listen to james bonding and work their way through the canon of james bond we're here to figure out the best actor who mm. the best there have mm-hmm. been what
3: are there six six official and then uh boy well Then depending on how you break down the original Casino Royale, there's a few different James Bonds in there. And plus there's the 1950s teleplay American James Bond. Yeah, Barry Nelson. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, but technically the first James Bond.
3: Right. Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: Um, So because you read the books at the same time that you were doing the movies, do you have a – do you have in your mind – do you have in your mind who James Bond is – and you're trying to figure out which actor fits that the best, or do you think of each actor as a version of James Bond, and you're trying to figure out the best version of James Bond? That's
3: uh, a really good question, and I don't think I've ever like consciously thought of it that way until now. So I, my first exposure for years was the movies, and then when Mm -hmm. I started reading the books, I didn't think of any of the actors like you often do when you're aware of the actors that played them. I kind of went by Fleming's description, which is... He's not great looking in
1: Fleming's books.
3: Mm -hmm. He looks, he says he wanted him to look like Hoagie Carmichael. Just kind of an average,
1: (laughs) charming. Uh, we determined on an episode it's not Hoagie, it's sub Carmichael. Oh, sorry, sorry.
3: Yeah, I apologize. Uh, Hero Carmichael. Um, and he also has a scar on his face Mm -hmm. and, uh, steel, gray, blue eyes. Uh and so it was it was easy to picture this kind of really generic looking James Bond and so I I would go with that but then there were times when I cuz I think Daniel Craig is the most like the Fleming mm-hmm. even though the films have need need needed to be updated not just to the time but also to out of horribly misogynist and racist you know tones sure. so yes. uh
1: <laughs> I mean there are passages in some of the books that are shameful. (laughs) That are really shameful. Doesn't he go to New Orleans? In Which book is this? Well,
3: yeah. In Live and Let Die, he goes... In the movie, he goes to New Orleans. I can't remember about the book, but in the book, a lot of it takes place in Jamaica, and that is the most racist one, because he... Yeah, Fleming didn't have a fondness for anyone that was in any way different from him, including (laughs) not just race, but sex, you know? like I mean, he had that British colonial thing that was it's tough to take at times and so i read these books half loving james bond half reading them as oh my god what a weird like it's i it's sort of an ironic read too because you're going how how times have changed is crazy you know, He's like
0: one step away. The, the next Bond book was going to be the human toilet. It's just James Bond. <laughs> with, a,
1: with a, this is my this is my Asian maid. Well, they, I, really, I really hate these people. Let me write something terrible for them. But nobody thinks of nobody thinks about the point of view of James Bond mm-hmm. when they think of uh, James Bond movies. The, the first thing you think of is all of the accessories laid on top of it, the gadgets mm-hmm. and the cars and the women and the and that sort of flashy lifestyle, like. I, I don't know if tomorrow never dies was racist or not because I was too busy watching James Bond surf. Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> I think you mean die another day. Die another right? day. Thank you. That's all Thank right. <laughs> that's
1: all right. <laughs> die another day. Uh, ooh, well caught.
3: <laughs> well, who, what would I be if I didn't catch that? You know, <laughs> right. I'm ashamed of myself.
1: Um, but yeah, that's, and, and I feel like that's what's great about the Daniel Craig movies is they've gone back to, Back to the old, good old days of racism. Now they've gone back to James Bond just being a straight-up bad dude that can yeah, kill you without yeah. using any yeah. technology.
3: and this is timely too because in just recently in an interview, Daniel Craig was really knocking the character down, saying like, you know, this is a horrible man. He's not a role model. He's a misogynist. Which, if I don't want to jump ahead, but why I think he's the best James Bond actor is because he realizes he's playing a character and I'm not entirely sure some of the others did, (laughs) you know, like I think they thought they were playing a hero, you know, right. He's not a hero. He's a, he's a dense guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a clever, dense, blunt instrument. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe, maybe then it's best to work backwards. Okay. Daniel Craig. So let's, We'll go back from well, there. We'll just so get the for, for me, a he's he's a finalist for sure. I love
1: Daniel Craig's James. It's Fon. a
0: great like I love him as a silent killing machine. He never says more than he has to, never does more than he mm-hmm. has to. He's not interested in in the play of it all. But the the films the more recent Casino Royale through Uh, Skyfall, like, lets you know more about the person, James Bond, that you've ever seen before.
1: Well, that's, and these are the first movies that I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, they, that like arc over several films.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: That you can see, like, you can see James Bond is going on, his version of James Bond has gone on a journey.
3: Yeah, they've, they've, there have been shades of that. Like, his wife was killed in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and then when they try to get back to basics with For Your Eyes Only, it starts with him at the wife's grave, even though it's a different actor playing it. So Mm. they, they try to tie it back every once in a while but this is yeah they've never done direct arcs like this before
1: yeah so they all have they all have different elements to them that collectively i think would make one amazing james bond yeah character you know what i mean like daniel craig has that grit and anger to him Mm -hmm. roger moore has the comedy and he's got that sort of light fun yeah all of them if you could make one guy that was like Lazen craig <laughs> Moore, you know, Lazen I mean, like Gregory yeah. Moore. Lazen Craigery. Yeah, Lazen Moore. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Tis Lazen Craigery Moore.
3: Middle name Daltonen. Um
1: <laughs> But Daniel Craig, uh, uh, a real, uh, I think he had the best introduction as James Bond oh, as well. Yeah. You know, with uh, because it really was, it felt like a deliberate. We don't have to see this guy full of gadgets. Watch James Bond climb a building like he's a Mario Brothers character, yep. and he can do this all in a Hawaiian shirt without breaking a sweat and without uh, any sort of gadgets or. You're making
3: me want to watch things, that
1: movie, right? Yeah. That yeah. opening, the opening to Casino Royale. Casino Royale, I think, is my favorite James Bond movie. Are we
3: allowed not to say? That's what we're talking about. We're allowed to Just, say that's my favorite Bond movie as it's well, which is blasphemy for a lot of Bond fans. Really? Not that they, they think it's great, but to say like, "Oh, Sean Connery is still somehow not the best Bond." It's the thing of like, he is the Bond. Yeah. Casino Royale, to me, is a perfect movie. It's a God, perfect movie. I just love that movie. Fantastic. Mads,
1: uh, what's his name? Mickelson. Yeah. It's actually my,
3: currently, at least since it's come out, my favorite movie. I <laughs> really? Wow. I just wow. love it so much, yeah.
0: Fantastic.
3: Better than Second Sight with...
0: John I, Larrican, I, Bronson Pinchot? i
3: take that back i can't believe
1: it you slipped your mind it slips everybody's I mind mean, I mean, you know uh, what he's wearing a, he's he is wearing a caftan the whole time that's right
3: god i'm looking at the signed script i have on my uh, table too i cannot believe i passed and that bronson far.
1: Pinchot signed that wall over there that's i didn't right. know he did super ego yeah oh and yeah he's your roommate uh-huh let's bring him in hello <laughs> uh, bronson the fat guy hello Appalach, oh, margo I'm the fat guy, the fat guy. <laughs> okay.
0: so then we all love daniel craig yes uh, if we go back to uh, Pierce Brosnan, the guy before. Yes. I feel like I really wanted to like Pierce Brosnan as Bond, yeah. but he started to like he was supposed to do it originally in Remington Steel,
3: mm-hmm.
0: his contract with Remington Steel kept him out of it. On the last
3: day they they snagged him back, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I would have liked to have seen him in as the early uh, days. as a younger
3: James Bond, yeah. but I,
1: like later on it just yeah, He seemed too much like a mannequin to me.
3: I am I have to say he's my least favorite Bond. I really seem to like him as Dalton? a person. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. like him a lot as another actor in other films. Sure, and he's stuff. great. Thomas Crown Affair. I felt like yeah. that was a better Bond than perhaps it was just the <laughs> films he was in. But yeah, I, I don't know why. I feel like I can see the wheels turning a little bit too much with Brosnan.
1: Wasn't it yeah. Sean Bean that was in uh, GoldenEye? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember yeah. thinking, watching it's, that movie... Watching their scene in the graveyard, going, "Wow, Sean Bean would be a I great know, James Bond. I know, I know. <laughs> like you watch true. that movie and you go, "Oh, it should have been Bean." Yeah, been Bond. yeah,
3: I agree. He looks so mean, though. Sean, Bean.
0: <laughs> like, go Sorry. back, to, go back to Daniel Craig. Like, he's he's kind of stone faced. Yeah, but Sean Bean just looks like he he. Either just got picked on, or is about to pick on somebody else
1: <laughs> all the time. He's at some point in the cycle of violence. Yeah, at all
3: times. <laughs> and he seems like he nose breathes a lot. Like that's true. I think <sighs> he I want you to does. Right
0: now,
1: I don't even think it seems like. I think he does. When you said that
0: on a yeah. lonely night, yeah. You can hear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's Daniel Craig, tough contender. We got him. Uh, we're going into a little bit of Pierce Brosnan. He's the prettiest one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is
3: another reason. I, I can't, You can't hold that against him. You can't, I mean, he's a striking looking man. I would yes. be happy to look like him. Yes. But for a Bond, I think I like something a little bit meatier. And I think he uh-huh. fell
1: victim also to the ramping up of, like, he was the last Bond before the reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true. Was, he was, yeah. by the time he was James Bond, they're like, I mean, basically, it was nipples on the suit.
3: You're right. Uh, yeah. By the time yeah. he took over the role. He was inheriting a tired franchise at a time when the Cold War was dying yeah. and, or was dead. So yeah, he, he, I think he did draw a bad lot in terms of time and place, but I still, still wouldn't put him in my favorite. No, I,
0: he's not a, he's not even a top three, sadly. Okay. Though, the video game Goldeneye right.
3: is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. did he do? The, he did the
0: voices, but then didn't they go back and use Daniel Craig?
3: Like they, they did they recently. They re-released. <laughs> he doesn't to, even yeah. get to keep Ouch. Goldeneye, yeah. the game. Yeah, I know. I know. It's sad. He's, he's lost it. <laughs> Sorry, Pierce. You're just
0: gonna have to deal with being good looking and working all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. poor guy.
3: If I had to hang out with any of these guys, I'd probably – he'd be in the top of my list because he seems nice and genuine, and I would probably have to apologize for some things I've said about him as Bond. But (laughs) the man himself seems wonderful. By all accounts,
1: a very kind gentleman. Uh, My ex-girlfriend taught his daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of Malibu. And um and he all of the stories that she would come home with is just well that Pierce Brosnan is so nice. Well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> I well, he that... is he is James Bond and he could kill you with a a pen. Yes, but
3: yeah, you know what? you could almost say that maybe well people's lesser favorite Bonds are the people I'd most rather hang out with: mm-hmm. Brosnan, Roger Moore, Dalton. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, Roger
1: Moore doesn't go into the top three for you.
3: I'm saying people's okay. lesser favorite. I right. I I love Roger Warren. Well, so let's then
0: let's okay. let's continue backwards.
1: To, We're going backwards. I, yeah, I
0: feel like Timothy Dalton is a bit of a skip backwards than yeah. a full jog down memory yeah. made. He he did what two <laughs> films? He did two, yeah. He did License to Kill and Living Daylights. And the Living Daylights. Uh, neither of which I've seen both of them I multiple times. I don't remember either of them <laughs> at all.
3: He was like the first time they tried to reboot a harder version mm-hmm. and uh I think got halfway to what Casino Royale did, but the fact that they only went halfway and still stayed a little campy neutered everything. And so I don't know that's his fault.
1: He was my first Bond. Really? That I saw in a theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who was your first Bond?
3: Roger Moore, Octopussy. Okay.
1: Roger Moore,
0: um... Uh, oh You Do a Kill? No, Moonraker. Oh, on a plane. Whoa, wow. Wow. By the way, well, Octopussy, I guess...
1: one of the great movie titles yeah. uh, in history. Yeah. yeah. Just overt.
3: <laughs> I don't know who my first Bond viewing experience was because mm-hmm. it was all, it was something probably at home before mm-hmm. we even went to the theaters, but my first theater one was
0: Octopussy. My first theater one was View to a Kill. Oh, nice. So that was the end, and I was like, this guy is James Bond. Yeah. Like Roger yeah. Moore, mm-hmm. he's done the most films out yeah. of any. Anybody? 7. So he like for a for a very long time was James Bond even though he was another guy who came to the role maybe a little bit old or stayed a little bit longer.
3: 45 when has. he started. He's 3 years older than Sean Connery. Oh wow! Wow! From the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, he will probably go down in history as the person to do the most Bond films because I don't think they'll ever get seven out of another actor the way movies are made these days. You know? No.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I
3: think it'd be impossible.
1: Um, but like- let's get back to Dalton. Okay. You want to go back Agreed to Dalton? By- I would like to. Say, I would like to continue with Dalton, please, because I think Dalton deserves a little credit as an actor. Crushed it in the Rocketeer as the bad guy. Yeah, I'm sure. a Dalton fan. Um, I'm a Dalton yeah. fan. Same here. Uh, and another thing I read online, I wish I could reference the website if you're the person that wrote this website and you're listening I apologize uh, said that Dalton was a victim of the early days of HIV so people, oh, yes were, yeah so, was, uh, I remember Bond this at the time not be the Lothario uh-huh. that he had previously been uh, yeah his Dalton screen. is basically monogamous yeah which yeah. is weird for James Bond because yeah. you kind of expect James Bond to be like I'm gonna show up uh-huh. I'm gonna shoot some bad guys I'm gonna have sex with one girl She's gonna get killed, then I'm gonna have sex with one other girl for the rest of the movie.
3: that's right, yeah <laughs>
1: well that's and it.
0: he was wasn't he submitting his girlfriend to random blood tests just to keep her every six months he had to take her to out of the closet vintage out here in l a right. for free HIV that's the test.
3: cold open of each film <laughs> <laughs> was it negative
0: it <laughs> um yeah he just but he just doesn't for for a guy who is a very talented actor he also was fantastic in hot fuzz
3: yeah
1: yeah that
0: that's maybe my favorite Mm -hmm. timothy dalton role but just as james in in that iconic role uh, with the circumstances around it was just too he was like plain jane i get like i can't even imagine him in the role now
3: he's a dark horse favorite there are a lot of diehard bond fans that like the living daylights a lot because it feels fleming very fleming and uh If you get a chance, watch the documentary Everything or Nothing about James Bond. And when they get to Dalton and they interview him... Current day, he's a madman, and it's but in a wonderful way where he's just Ooh. like we were doing it,
1: we were out there doing it, <laughs> and he's got this like ah, long is hair. The, is and this and the AMC Bond documentary that came out a couple where they played it on AMC? They
3: may like have, yeah, they may have. I th- it's usually it's on and off on of
1: Netflix. Big thing is the broccoli fight with Never Say Never Again and all that.
3: Oh yeah, thing, that's big in, big in there. It. Yeah, it's By a great way, documentary. I think
1: that was my introduction to Bond. It was either Never Say Never Again or Octopus. Oh yeah, the same same um, year, but not in. In movie form, in, uh, no, in, uh, Leonard Nimoy's Standby Lights Camera Action. What? (laughs) Nickelodeon television (laughs) show that taught kids about how movies were made. Oh my God. So in one episode, I watched, um, I think, I believe it was Roger Moore, uh, beating people up in Octopussy. And then the, uh, pig head guard from Return of the Jedi and how oh, the yeah. servos worked on that.
3: Oh my God. That uh, sounds amazing. <laughs> that was that, my,
1: all of that brought
3: to you by Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. That's all of that amazing. brought to you by
1: Mr. Spock. This was, this show was Nerd Heaven before yeah. that place existed. <laughs> um, Nerd Heaven is a place. Um, <laughs> that's right. your film that's coming out that's soon. That's my film. Hashtag Nerd Heaven is for real. So let's move backwards then to Roger Moore. Yes. Let's dig in. I loved Roger Moore. Yes. I loved him in, uh, was it Cannonball Run? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, in
3: one and two, I think, right? He's
1: great. And I mean, just as a guy, he had the. I feel like he had the most fun of the Yeah. Movies.
3: I love him too. And it was wise of him to go in the other direction of Connery because I think he realized he couldn't compete on Con- Connery's turf, so he went campy and fun and suave. And mm-hmm. I love the Roger Moore movies. What's your
1: favorite Roger Moore James Bond
3: it's gonna piss some people off, but view to a kill. People, some people see that as one of the worst James Bond's. I think it, I have a lot of nostalgia for it because the summer it came out, I could go see it in the theaters by myself as a kid, like my mom would drop me off. <laughs> Wait a
1: minute, was it, wasn't it R rated?
3: No, uh, uh-uh. it was PG. There's never been an R James Bond. Has there never Bond. been an R rated no, James Bond movie? No, uh-uh. yeah.
1: I guess they're so like, the violence is just enough and the sort of titillation of yeah. the women is just enough, yeah. but they never quite go over the edge.
3: Yeah. And I love that movie. It's bonkers, but I love it. Yeah. It's great. Well, Christopher Walken is the bad guy. He's one of the greatest villains in Bond history. Yeah. And and Grace Jones. And- oh, my goodness. And you get to see Grace
0: Jones Oh, that's but if Grace you're Jones in that yeah.
1: crazy level Grace Jones. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. her swing in the... Uh, that's right. Like javelin Grace Jones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, t- uh, that started my huge crush on Tanya Roberts. Oh. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. And beautiful, master and, yeah. and he but he looked like every time he was with her, it looked like he was picking up his niece at the mall. I like know. that age difference. Yeah. Was He's fifty seven when he made that movie, and she was uh,
3: twenty nine. Yes, so uh, it's not even the biggest age disparity. I think for your eyes only, the girl was maybe twenty one or twenty three. I think I think they have a twenty one year age difference and. Oh, for your eyes only. Something like that. Well, That's half funny.
1: your age plus seven, right? Isn't that the rule? Yeah. Does that fit?
3: Probably not. Half your age plus double
1: yeah. oh seven. <laughs> oh. Can I tell you one thing? I was in New York City, uh, recently because it's where I live, so I'm there a lot. Makes and, sense. uh, I was on Bond Street. Uh-huh. And they're going to, with my roommate, we were going to some glasses shop. And, uh, we were, you know, right at the, the break between West and East Streets. So, we walked past Seven Bond Street, and I thought, oh. "How dare you? <laughs> if you are Seven Bond Street, if that is your address, and you don't add those additional two zeros, <laughs> you are missing a golden opportunity." Yeah. yeah what yeah. are we even doing here? Yeah. No. So You're if you work at 007 Bond Street, put those two eggs. Up I there. know. Seriously. Right. Yeah. People, you can you would it. just have people standing in front of it all day taking pictures.
3: Good business. Yeah. Good yeah. publicity.
0: You charge, you get a couple of Elmo's out there. Um, <laughs> so it's another Times Square.
1: <laughs> While we are paused on uh, on a tangent, I'd like to make another tangent. Go ahead. And talk about Bond villains. Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, I thought that Christoph Waltz was playing Blofeld when I first saw the Spectre Well,
3: Well, I don't think it's known. I feel like he is. I don't know. I don't you know any spoilers. He, you think this so.
1: character is going to wind up being Blofeld?
3: Well, I don't know. I mean, I th- he has a different name. He does. He does. Yeah. So, but no one has the name Blofeld in the credits, like the IMDb credits. So, really, there's no way to know who it's going to be. I would assume it's him, but who knows? I mean, this, yeah. this okay. by the time anyone listens to this, so everybody pr- will probably everybody know, will know. Yeah.
0: It's like the Star Trek Into Darkness where they gave. Yeah, kind of I'm match, a little like,
3: worried Kroom about and that. Leonard. That's what they're going to do, or they'll. <laughs> push it on some minor character. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. But it's called Spectre, and they just got the rights to Blofeld and Spectre after many years, yeah. so I'm sure they're going to put Blofeld in there. Which yeah. Blofeld
1: is, I. It's hard, to, it's hard to make a case for any other Bond villain but Blofeld. Yeah, and he's yeah.
3: wearing, Christoph Waltz is wearing like a Nehru collared Smock. And he has the ring,
1: doesn't he? He has the. uh, Well, I don't.
3: I think they all do. Anyone that's on Spectre, yeah. But some. I don't know. I I know very little about this movie. I've been trying to stay spoiler free, and I'm glad about it. Yeah. It's difficult. Skyfall, I knew too much going in, and it didn't. It did not enhance my viewing
1: experience. Uh, We can say spoiler alert. We can talk about plot lines or anything. Did you know that uh, there was going to be a new M by the end of the movie? Yes. What do
3: you
1: think of the new M?
3: Oh, I love him. I absolutely love him because it's. I loved judy dench i really did mm-hmm. but i get she was like you know i think i'm done she yeah. had done her tenure and i i she really was, she was brosnan's m as yeah well. mm-hmm. yeah i think she was fantastic and i love ray fines as m because it just feels even his posture is just so british he mm-hmm. just yeah. got his suspenders and his double-breasted suit and i love it it's so great if we can go back to villains for a second yes. though,
0: i know blofeld is like the ultimate
3: yeah but i love jaws Oh yeah, I love Richard Keeler's yeah. yeah. Jaws. Yeah, what's not to love? I yeah. mean,
0: he's he's in Moonraker
3: and Spy Who Loved Me.
0: And Spy Who Loved Me. Now, Spy Who Loved Me is the one where he chews through the cables of the uh, in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> that's right? that's
3: Moonraker. That Alps. is Moonraker. So, yeah, yeah. See, that's
0: why I love it so. Yeah, just, oh. and
3: those were, uh, the, the, he chews through. Uh, he chews through handcuffs in Spy oh, Who Loved Me, oh, okay. but they're made of licorice. <laughs> but it's so you could well, anybody could
1: chew through. <laughs> it, I know
3: why that why they were made of licorice. <laughs> we'll never know.
1: Um, now, while we're talking about villains, yeah, Matt Gorley. yeah, you had an experience. Oh. This this feels like a that totally felt like a talk show set up. This is
0: from the pre-interview. This we had the him pre-interview. in the green room. Uh,
1: no, because I remember uh I, re- I remember when this happened and uh you came into work and told everybody about it. That's right. Yeah. And then you eventually write, like, You know what? I'm just going to write a blog post about this. So I I hope everyone will read the blog post My Dinner with Davi. But could you give <laughs> us at least a teaser or a small anecdotal story of this uh
3: Yeah, so so I was ranking these Bond films and writing up these reviews, and he, Robert Davi, the actor from Goonies, and um, uh, what else is he from? Oh, Die Hard. (laughs) Yeah. He's the bad guy in License to Kill, and in the early 90s, I did this, like, comedy bit on a talk show that i don't even remember what it was called and he was the guest and after my bit like he was just really mean and dismissive and negative and so i just wrote in this review of these films davi is a is a dick it was a joke like he's the villain of the movie i'm gonna make the villain of the piece this is a tumblr blog there's the like, key doesn't follow me on tumblr he doesn't know what tumblr is he will never see this not two to three hours later i get um email from him So you think I'm a dick, huh? Is it because of my political views? He's super conservative. Maybe you should learn about a person before you defame (laughs) them or whatever. And I'm like, I didn't write anything about him politically. Does he have
1: a Google alert for his name?
3: He said his publicist found it, but there's no (laughs) way. Anyway, this. so I said, I had no idea you would read this. It's not my intention to hurt you or anything like that. Let me take you to dinner. I would love to hear your side of the story. Oh. You were a dick to me in all in all <laughs> honesty, but let's go. And he accepted. And then I was petrified. And uh, I, I remember being very nervous. And I said, why don't we go to this place, this Italian joint that was little doms if you live in L.A. And it mm-hmm. felt very much like... Meeting Salazzo in The Godfather, where you're gonna like have this showdown. <laughs> he goes, No, why don't we go to Via, Arroy- uh, Via Allora, I think it is, or Yoro or something. It's this Italian place in Beverly Hills, and it's his. Joint, like everyone knows him there, and he's a half hour late. I'm petrified. He shows up, brings me a CD of Davi Does Sinatra, and he's he's a loon. But we really hit it off, and we had a four hour dinner. And I I had every intention of taking him out to dinner. I went to the restroom, I came back, it had been paid for. Wow, and he's a gentleman, and he's you know, a proper
1: loony gentleman.
3: He he is, and I mean, like I would never defame him anymore. I would, you know, we kind of joke at each other how different we are and i will still hold to that but he's he's a cracker jack that guy but man <laughs> we had a we had a hell of a night and it was an experience i will never forget you know did,
0: did he talk did you talk to him about uh about being in a james bond film he, very briefly because
3: he really wanted to talk about the government <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what did he call you he had a did he? He called you uh, like a, an old soul. Oh, yeah. Or? He called me. Oh, what did he say? Oh, God. I can't remember what. Either it. way, whatever it was. Yeah. You, the fact that you have a soul was confirmed by Robert Davi. <laughs>
3: yeah. I've been given day. the Davi soul blessing.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. May we all someday get a meal with Robert Davi. I recommend it. Davi, bless all of you sitting yes. out there. All right. Um, <laughs> before we get back into our chronology of James Bond's, and maybe a couple more villains thrown in. We haven't talked about Odd Job yet. Mm. Let's uh, pause for a brief moment. And uh, let's hear from some of the other fantastic podcasts that Maximum Fun has to offer. Podcast ads go!
0: Let's be honest. We live in a world with too much media. You need a podcast on the front lines figuring out what's
1: great. We're here for you. We're Pop Rocket.
0: I am Guy Branham. I'm a
1: comedian.
2: I'm Winter Mitchell. I call myself a digital strategist. <laughs> I'm
1: Oliver Wing, academic and disc junkie.
2: Margaret Wappler. Je suis as journaliste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we watch, listen to, and read everything so that you don't have to. And then we tell you about all the things that you'll love to love.
2: Find us in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Pop Rocket. Every
0: Wednesday from Maximum fun.org. Tai is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words it's it's in a very show-offy way.
3: Gyro, Giro, Sacre blue. Sacre blue. Ayers Rock, Uluru.
1: And- <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's Internet Court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Maximum Fun Podcast family. Do you think they heard us? Yeah. I think okay. they can only hear us. Um, hey, and guess we'll what happened? Yes, what? Guess what happened in the interim while we were listening to, uh, commercials for other great Maximum Fun podcasts? A special fun surprise for all the people who are listening? The Amanda Lund showed up. Yay!
2: Oh, surprise.
1: <laughs> Amanda Lund, podcast superstar. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, and founder of the Pistol Shrimps, among many, many other things, has Thank just you. come back from working on a movie to, Talk to us about James Bond.
2: I flew in special.
1: <laughs> you do everything special. <laughs>
2: There's
1: a helicopter with a ladder waiting to take you back as soon as you're done.
2: Yeah, it was very Bond.
1: <laughs> um, so we were talking, uh, at, before we went on break, we were talking about our favorite Bond villains. Ooh. Uh, Blofeld is up there, obviously. Um Odd job. I, I mentioned it before we went to break. I love odd jobs. Now, you guys separating henchmen and villains, how are you doing this? Let's uh, see. Yeah, <laughs> bad guys are bad guys, man. Okay, fair man. enough. All yeah. Right. You are, let's listen. Hey, man. All, All
3: right, right. <laughs> easy 20 sided die. Whoa, let's anything.
1: not get too deep in the All rabbit right. hole.
3: It's a 24 sided die one for each James Bond <laughs> fight. <laughs> oh,
1: look, I rolled a living daylight. Oh, that's a goodie.
0: <laughs> Yeah, are there any others that really... I mean, Christopher Walken we mentioned, whose name... Uh, Max Zorin. Zorin, that's right. Yeah. I knew it started with a Z. Yeah. And then um, um, I cannot remember his name from Skyfall.
2: Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Bardem. Oh,
0: yeah. As the man with half a face. Oh,
2: when he takes out those dentures, that was... <laughs> yeah, when yeah. he takes his
1: whole face yeah. out of his mouth...
0: Yeah, it was Ooh. like every YouTube video that somebody sends you as a prank, where it's like a kid talking, and then all of a sudden the kid turns into a ghoul, like the oh face Oh my gosh, I out. saw that! Yeah. <laughs> it was like ex- ex- exactly what they made <laughs> Javier Bardem up to look like.
2: His rat monologue too was chilling. Yeah. yeah.
3: Do you know they built that set specifically so that he could get that monologue out in one walk? down It's the- brilliant.
1: Yeah. That is that's one of my favorite introductions to a villain I've ever seen. For those who don't remember this, it's. Uh, one long shot of a room, uh, Javier Bardem's villain walks in from the back of the room and as a tiny little speck begins a monologue and he completes it by the time he's in the foreground of the frame. But still you sort of see him taking baby steps to time it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fun to, it is fun to watch an actor time this thing out.
2: Yeah.
0: He starts doing this one together, two together, <laughs> three together, just
1: trying uh, to make his way across the room <laughs> in <laughs> <time>. <laughs> we, we mentioned briefly the... Horrific racism uh in the old Bond um, books. So let's go back. Let's stick with the oh, racism Amanda with the Bond a big of racism. Let's talk. About- <laughs> yeah, now that we have Amanda here finally. Amanda. Yeah, I'm, I'm, now that I'm, we have I'm our ex- Aryan friend,
2: expert. <laughs> expert, racism expert, sitting
3: across from us. When you do, you guys. When you guys do your racist episode.
0: This oh, that's is, this, this one. This is
1: your expert. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. We like to think that all of them are very racist. <laughs> oh, <good>. I keep <laughs> pitching to hell, when are we going to do what's the best race as an episode? Yeah, and then you almost gave John Hodgman a heart attack. Yeah, I him. really did. No, I <laughs> I told Hodgman that I was I just completely joking. I, he said, what are we going to talk about? I said, oh, we're going to do an episode on uh, best race. And he sent me back an email that was like, I, I do not want to be any part of this discussion if we are going to be deciding <laughs> what. I said, John. We're talking about what? Halloween candy. Relax. <laughs>
0: he said, I suspect that you're joking. Yes, he did. Uh, but just in case,
1: I'm not going to even play
0: along um, with this and entertain oh, it in hilarious. an email.
1: No, because uh, he's a good person. Yes, yes, um, yes. Let's talk about Dr. No. Okay. Because that was a Caucasian actor. Speaking of race. Yeah. Speaking of race, that was a Caucasian actor playing... Um, what race is Dr. No supposed to be? He's half German, half Chinese, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe they did it with a terrible makeup job.
3: Yeah, they put Asian eye prosthetics yeah. on oh, him. Oh, no, uh, they
2: pulled an aloha.
3: Did, oh, was <laughs> that the movie with uh, Emma Stone Emma,
2: playing like a Hawaiian? Yes. Oh. they didn't give
0: her
3: prosthetics. Did they? No. no, no, no. But Joel didn't. Gray in *The Adventures of Remo Williams* plays an Asian as well. Yes, he was nominated for an Academy Award right. for that, yeah. wasn't what? he? Yeah, yeah, and that was like
0: mid '80s. Yeah, that was that was like that was another 1985, same year as *View to a Kill*. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We all remember the Statue of Liberty was under construction yeah. and people were running through concrete. That's right. Remo Red Williams, cement. everybody. Oh my God. That's a
3: Ba-da-dum. great theme. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that would, he would have been a fun uh, James Bond. I know. Fred Ward trying I mean, to do a British accent. Is James Bond. It's an yeah. American thuggier version of James
0: Bond. <laughs> In the cesspool of mid 80s New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to the James Bonds,
1: Yes, then. We'll leave villains for a moment.
0: Are we back to, or we're out of Roger Moore, now to George Lazenby? Uh Am I saying his name right? That's how how I understand it to be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Really don't know much about old George Lazenby. (laughs) No, He
0: he was there because Connery left over a salary dispute, right?
3: Yeah, and Connery was done. He just didn't want to do it anymore. He was miserable. He was not having a good time. So, yeah, he and Cubby Broccoli did not get along. Who is Cubby Broccoli? He's one of the original two producers, but then ended up being the sole producer after one of the other guys. Cubby is a nickname. I've never
1: seen that before, one of the movies. Is he... Sometimes, well, it's Albert R. Broccoli. Okay, that is Albert but R. Everyone Broccoli.
3: Everyone apparently called him Cubby Broccoli so much so that even when you read about him, usually it's
1: Cubby Broccoli. Okay.
3: I don't mean to like insinuate I'm familiar with him. Like, we're familiar <laughs> with yeah. each other. So
1: you and Cubby were talking yeah. crap about Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. Sh- Shiji? That was his name <laughs> would they call him Tam? Wasn't that his nickname? Was it? Yeah Tam. Oh, like they called Tam? Sean Connery Tam Oh wow Sounds like a
2: superego name I- old
1: yeah, because Just so whatever comes out of their mouth <laughs> first yeah. yeah. Tam. Hey
2: Tam,
0: Tam. <laughs> So was he a good bond? 'Cause I feel like he's um, he's another dark horse where people are like, he was great and he filled in for when I said dark horse said Mark's no, racist mind. No, no, no I'll tell you laughing. I'll tell you what
1: I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at that it, we've done what, thirty-five episodes of this uh-huh. show and we are definitive in all of them in our decisions. And this one it is just us going, uh <laughs> Matt, what's right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can only give you my
3: opinion. Well, I'm not he, familiar with him. Well, so. his movie now is regarded as one of the best, but mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. he's really regarded as one of the best Bonds. He was just a model. He had not acted. And he himself in every interview will say that he blew it. Like mm-hmm. he, not just that, he just ruined his chances, but they even gave him the opportunity to do a second one. He turned it down because he wanted to do like Easy Rider, hippie films and stuff. and um He's, was he in
1: Easy
2: Rider? No. So he that didn't, didn't go on work out. so much of a up, career at he all. He showed
3: up on set with some headshots.
0: <laughs> just hoping for a job. Uh, he, I was mostly, just yeah.
3: <laughs> he mostly ended up being a self-parody. And uh he's he's a real I don't know, he's a real I mean this respectfully. He's just a real douchey guy. every time
1: he's interviewed, he, all he <laughs> talks about is getting laid, even to this day. Um, uh, how is yeah. it how does a person when you say you mean it respectfully, how does a person mean the phrase, he's a douchey guy, respectfully? You know, you got me. <laughs> all right. So we're done with douchey George He Lays just doesn't
2: want me. to get into another Davi situation where <laughs> yeah, right. the man reaches my out. Dinner with,
1: my lunch with Lazenby to oh, go with oh my, my dinner with Davi. Is that, I would truly be
3: afraid. He's a fighter and he's... He's not someone not that you could reason with Dobby, but yeah, I would be I would be petrified. But you know what? I'll do it. If you're listening to Lazen B. You're a real prick. <laughs> All right. Just Dear kidding. Mr. Gawley, meet me
0: outside the Zancu <laughs> Chicken by the dumpster. Hang on, bring George Lazenby.
1: <laughs> <to bring your laughs> George Lazenby, do you have a Google Alert set for your name? <laughs> yes, I do. That's my assistant. Google Alert. <laughs> she lets me know everything, including the weather. Oh, I have an assistant named uh, Siri on my phone. Let's see if uh, Mark McConville... Oh, yeah, we wanted to check and see if we knew what the actual nickname like, was. I'm going to guess... That McConville did not. Uh, this is what Mark McConville texted back. I asked him, what kind of a uh, soul did he call Matt Gourley? He said, I'm not sure. I bet it was intense, whatever he said.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember.
1: Um, yeah, that's... You'll think of it by the end. We'll yeah. finish recording this and yeah. we'll get, we'll add it in later. In It'll the be back. a special episode. Post-production. Matt Gorley remembers.
0: <laughs> uh, alright, so now we're back to. We're back to number one. I mean, we could throw in, uh,
1: David Niven and, um, Woody and Allen, Woody Allen
0: Sellers. in the original Casino now, Royale. Now, chronologically,
1: though, Connery was after them, right? This, the- well,
3: yeah. Here's how it goes chronologically. Barry Nelson, then Connery, then those. the Casino Royale came along. Oh, him. Casino Royale
1: was after Goldfinger?
3: Yes. It was like 68 or 69. I can't remember. So it was around the time of... Um, it was around the time of *Von Her Majesty's Secret Service, Lazenby's one film, but after Lazenby, Connery came back for one more. Diamonds I mean, are forever, yes. right? And then it went Roger Moore for 7.
0: There you go. So th- so Connery is considered the original Bond. He's probably the favorite. Yeah. Daniel Craig has surged in popularity. He's made these this basically a three-film origin story right. of James Bond, which has been pretty great. Yeah. Um I I like Sean Connery a lot. I'm a big fan of Thunderball. That's probably my favorite oh, of
1: the Thunderball's Connerys. Thunderball's a great movie. Uh, um, that
3: one didn't fare well on our James Bonding podcast. No? Still. Why not? I think because it, it's slow. It is. It's, yeah. It's methodical, yeah. as people would we say. We were hmm. very excited to
1: do an underwater fight.
3: So excited that it took about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the,
1: the underwater fight in Top Secret was like 30 seconds, and it was awesome. That's all you yeah. need. And yeah. it featured the foot shuffle, the l e u shuffle. Right? Speed, Yeah. He was dancing and, and moving around. Sean Connery does have that. Uh, first, he has a terry cloth jumpsuit that was pretty amazing. Hold on. Are you gonna go put on a terry cloth jumpsuit? Oh no. Oh. Uh, well, let's talk to Amanda while Matt yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hi, Amanda. Hi,
2: guys.
1: Um so how many James Bond movies has Matt subjected you to and were you a fan before?
2: Um I grew up I would go to the theater to see the Pierce Brosnan James Bond mm-hmm. movies like the, mm-hmm. that was my first exposure to it and then I love 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 Casino Royale. Okay. One of sure. my favorite movies. Great um film. we f- were
1: talking about that earlier.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Before I even met Matt. Um and then now that I've um been living with a James Bond connoisseur I've probably seen... You know, I actually, we actually haven't watched that many. Um, and the old ones, I usually fall asleep during. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but, they, well, because your first Bond was the flashiest Bond. Yeah. yeah. Tons of explosions. You watched popcorn, the bond uh, yeah, your, popcorn Bond. Yeah, Popcorn Bond. Oh, dear.
2: That was so fast. It's like he had it on God. under his clothes. Were you
1: wearing that underneath? <laughs> um, listeners... There has been exactly one time in the creation of this podcast that I wished it was a video
2: podcast.
1: (laughs) And it is this very moment. Yeah. Matt Gourley just walked... Amanda, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, this is important. This This takes precedent.
0: This is huge. Um, This is huge.
1: Matt Gourley just walked in here in a baby blue terry cloth onesie, a la goldfinger james bond this was made
3: comedy. for me by dana james jones who is a listener to the james bonding podcast
1: wow yeah. she
0: did, did. You, you did she it was he it was a he james jones dana, did a great job. sir you've done a fantastic
1: job with you, this you didn't
2: know about this no we no. did not know about you didn't this. know he owned this we
1: did not know that he owned this wow we're gonna go <laughs> <laughs> I have one for everyone that comes over. Oh, fantastic. You're, you're like a Ritz-Carlton with yes. the bathrobes? Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to try to squeeze into one of those. <laughs> Hold on, Hal. Let me get your yeah. zipped up
0: in there. I'm going to look like one of those balls you put into the dryer to make sure that there are no wrinkles <laughs> in
1: your shirts. Um... <laughs> oh, I can't get over this outfit that you're wearing now. This is a connery worn outfit. I wish it was a, re- but yeah, i mean yeah. this was this is yes. an outfit in that you yeah in gold. He was a more here suit guy than you though yeah Sean connery yeah. was uh there was not a lot of manscaping going on in the sixties when no. James no. Bond was you know the. The pinnacle of masculinity. Yep. Hey, watch Zardoz. He's like a walking carpet. Yeah,
3: and he's just wearing diapers, really. We he's were, shocked. we were at
0: uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta over Labor Day weekend and the sheer number of people dressed as Sean Caffrey's <laughs> character from Zardoz. At, at one point, there were a bunch of them. Uh, above us on a balcony, like standing in a row like they were oh, all at to kick line. Oh, that's surreal. I'll that's show easy. you a picture later.
3: Do you but- remember we one New Year's we raced from a
1: special event at Disney? We did. With Gail and Jeremy and maybe Mark. And we raced to your house in Long Beach so that we could watch – so that we could get there by midnight. Yeah. <laughs> we, bought, we stopped and bought champagne, Andre Champagne. And we <laughs> raced in and we got – we turned the TV on at like – Eleven fifty nine. Yeah, something like twelve that. o'clock hit. Jeremy Carter kissed me on the lips, and we watched Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a wonderful New Year's it Eve. It was
3: a good New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so
0: good that he left the James Bond films to make things like Zardoz. I I it does know.
1: seem odd that we would have worked a gig together on New Year's Eve that ended before midnight. I know, but thank God it did. Was that the
3: one that was in Club Thirty Three? That was in
1: Club Thirty Three at Disneyland. Ooh. Yeah, oh, exclusive. Uh, I know. A lot of people are going to ask now about like what's Club Thirty Three like? Yeah. What's it like in there? Yeah, tell us. Uh, yeah, looks like, it looks like it looks like the Banks' home. <laughs> <laughs> it's small. Yeah, it's pretty small. Um. But yeah, wh- who throws a New Year's Eve party that ends at like 10.45? Who's well, this The party yeah. is. He's gotta be in bed early. Yeah. 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 Someone
2: who wants to catch Fantasmic. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, think that may have been it. <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, I think it was like we were passing the baton to the real midnight show and then we just got to leave.
0: So, so Connery, just to go back to him. Connery. There's something, he, there's something brutish about him. Oh yeah. I like Connery. But also classy. No, don't get me wrong. Like yeah. he, mm-hmm. he's able to play both sides. Were were he the same age that Daniel Craig was when he started in Modern Times, he would have been a fantastic choice yeah. for those films as well. So it's sort of like he's a he's a victim of the time he was in, although they're all pretty much classic films. And then he came back and made Never Say Never Again, which was yeah a huge mistake, but features a young uh, Kim Basinger. That's Basinger. right.
1: Yeah, I feel like his Sean, or Sean Connery's James Bond is a gruff, rough and tumble dude who was told by wardrobe to wear this tuxedo.
3: Yeah, he was a rough and tumble dude, and the director, Terrence Young, kind of took him under his wing and said, I'm going to take you to my tailor. You need Ritz, to take really? the suit. I got, got him a tailored suit, said sleep in it for a night. You need to be able to sleep in a suit and kind of break it in. Um, I feel like Sean Connery is, of all the bonds, his bond is the closest to the real person. So I think Sean Matt, you
1: know, James Bond is not a real person. Well, of course I do. He's a real person. His <laughs> name's Sean Connery. Okay. <laughs> so Wait, I don't understand. Going back are. to our conversation at the beginning of the
3: podcast,
1: Sean Connery then is the most racist, well, misogynistic, he, homophobic. He brutish. was
3: certainly misogynistic. I, w- I don't know that he was racist, but he he was the most. He and Lazenby are the most brutish men that I mm-hmm. can tell. And I think because of the era and the time and all the shit that was social norms and stuff, I think he is the closest to Bond yeah. as a man. Um, you know, there's that horribly uncomfortable interview on Barbara Walters where he's basically like, yeah, if a woman won't make sense or won't listen and she won't hear what I'm saying, then there's a time to use physicality.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you can Google it. It's
0: yeah,
3: he's awful. a monster. but
2: yeah. uh, I feel
0: like that's what he's known for now more than anything. Yeah. It's like uh, basically admitting to being a woman beater. Yeah. And the— and Almost the, proudly. The Daryl Hammond sketches, the Celebrity Jeopardies. Yeah. So everybody just thinks of like, I'll take penis words yeah. or whatever.
3: And yet when he came back for Diamonds Forever, it was for a ye- as-yet-unheard sum, and he gave it all to charity. He did the whole thing for charity. Wow. And he and he did not want to do that movie. But he got an absurd amount of money at the time, so he just gave it all to like the Scottish Boys or Youth Association. He didn't give something. it to the
1: Scottish Girls Association. <laughs> yeah. because...
3: No. I feel like this, I feel like well,
1: finding... Now, now this... you've, you've, you've highlighted something that <laughs> sort of takes the steam out of, yeah. out of that. Yeah. I feel like those details, I don't mean to speak ill of uh, one of the great Bonds or get a lot of Bond fans angry with me, a lot of people would argue that he's the greatest Bond, yeah. but mm-hmm. I feel like something like that in 2015 kind of kicks him out of the running. It does for me. I think it does um, Some, you know, some people can separate the
3: art and the man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I have trouble when you hear something.
0: Those like people that. still
1: watch Lethal Weapon too.
0: You know, uh, yeah. Oddly, <laughs> right. look, I was bar mitzvahed on January 13th, 1990, and any film Braveheart or before, I can watch and not associate. That with the Mel Gibson that came afterwards because you weren't a I Jew guess. yet. <laughs> yeah, I just decided I went back in time and I got Bar but No, I just I love those movies, so I'm able to compartmentalize I do too. And I, mm.
3: I loved him as an actor, Mel Gibson. Yeah, and yeah, and he tough. always seemed like a good humored guy. I know, but like, oh, I know. wouldn't he be fun to hang out with? Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, not for me. Yeah, I feel I, that yeah. way
0: about Ghost Dad. Mm. <laughs> and you always get tired when you watch it.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, Bill Cosby. This what a failure making as a person. Sleepy. Yeah. Um all right, so Connery's out. Um Well, it's Con- it's Connery yeah. or Craig. It's Connery and or Craig. I
0: think the people who argue Connery are the same people who saw Star Wars before Empire Strikes back in the theater. So when you ask when you ask them the best Star Wars film, they'll say Star Wars out of instinct because they had that memory mm-hmm. of seeing that film for the first time with nothing like it to, to have come out before. So for James Bond, these books are wildly popular and then they're finally made into a proper film and it's Sean Connery. And so in your mind, that's everything James Bond should be and could be. Uh, but we don't have those constraints though. We don't have those constraints. So, so we're all going to put in. So let's all just say, go around, say you're, so we think the best Bond is. Sounds like for you, Connery's out. So who do you say? Daniel Craig. Matt Gourley. Daniel Craig. Amanda Lund.
2: Pierce Brosnan. Just kidding. Yeah. Daniel Craig.
0: <laughs> people of the world who are out there watching James Bond films, you'll, you'll soon have 24 of them to peruse. But you only need to focus on four. And those four are the new Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. I almost forgot it. Don't worry. I remembered people of the right world. Right there at the end. Stop getting up in my junk about it. The point is, the man in those four films embodies everything. That is James Bond. he's the best James Bond. he's Daniel Craig. My James Bond will beat up all your James Bonds and then tear a phone book in half, so deal with that
1: so this is settled. uh we have decided definitively who is the best James Bond, and this was provided by whom? This, this is question. by uh T. Earl Gray on Twitter T Earl Gray. thank you uh and we hope we answered your question yes. sufficiently. Uh, there are many other questions out there, so please reach out to us on Twitter at. We got this tweets or on Facebook at Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast
0: on email at we got this podcast at gmail.com or you can visit us on reddit at the maximum fun reddit. We've got a whole thread going there that has turned into a violent battle of the clans. Uh, not the Ku Klux. We, clans are, with not a C. we clans are not racist. We are not like, uh, the many people that have been associated with the James Bond <laughs> properties over the years. Uh But there are a lot of great suggestions coming in, and and we love hearing them. So keep them coming in.
3: Matt Gourley and Amanda Lund, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I just want to say that Mark McConville texted me yes. g- saying, what kind of soul did Robert Davi call you?
1: They <laughs> already just
3: texted me out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> please, uh,
0: please, both of you, give <laughs> us some plugs. Tell people where they can find you and, oh. and listen to you and see you.
3: Well, you've already said all my podcasts, I believe, so we can leave that there. I think uh, my friend James Bladen and I just did a new project called Stay Tuned Volume 1. If you go to my Tumblr, Matt Gorley Tumblr, we've written theme songs to six classic television shows that did not exist. And uh, we if you're so inclined, you can just listen or download for free or you can create the opening video titles to those shows (laughs) as they would suit the songs. So there's some comedy, some action adventures, some, you know, uh, from the 60s to the 90s TV shows that didn't exist, but theme songs that might seem familiar. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fantastic. And Amanda, what oh, are you working on now? Oh,
2: I didn't come in just to plug something at the very end. <laughs> you there. did. You just came wanna... and you said
1: five words and just are here to plug. You're like Bob I, yeah. Hope wandering onto
0: the
3: Tonight Show set. She's got a new podcast I called "I Got This."
2: I don't know if I <laughs> if I earned a plug or not, but I guess I'll say um, listen to the Complete Woman on Howl.
1: So brilliant.
3: It's, it's so my podcast. good. The, I would. Say do that before any of the other things that came oh, up on my channel. I mean it. I mean it. Seriously. It's so good. It's, it's worth subscribing to Howl
0: You got FM. a taste
2: of it tonight. <laughs> now, <laughs> if you want more.
0: And Howl, Howl FM is very inexpensive for people who are looking to get in. And yeah. it, you get the full full archive of of Earwolf and Popwolf plus yeah. a bunch of original material.
3: F- original material. Comedy albums by comedians you definitely know. Wow. WTF archives. Um, what is your code to get a discount? Do you remember?
2: Um, I don't know. It's
3: probably woman. I think super ego is a code too. all one word. So whatever you use, you can get that as a code for a discount for a week free or something.
1: Very cool. Fantastic. So, uh, thank you to, to premium podcasters for joining us. Regular podcasters on our program. Um, thanks of course to Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our song and our score respectively. Thank you to Ken Plume for mixing and mastering every single episode and to Uri Kelman for our great logo. Once again, thank you to Matt Gorley and Amanda Lund. And most of all, thank you to you, our listeners. Yes. Um, And thank you for telling your friends. We're getting more people listening every week and we couldn't be happier. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we hope to keep providing you with uh, fun things to talk about, not debate about, because this has been settled. Uh, for Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone.
0: We, we got, got this. this. We got
1: this. MaximumFun.org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.